Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. Welcome to another evening of Bible study. Um, again, we welcome you back. And before we press ahead, um, I, many of you may have joined us over the past, uh, during the month of August, for our <clears throat> Summer Institute on Financial Literacy. And what a, what a blessed uh, month we've had and just being exposed uh, to um, the elements of finance with uh, savings, investments, and insurance, and all those things so that we could be good stewards of all that God has given us. And so thank you, Christian Education, and all those that were involved in putting that together. And then last Wednesday, over at Barwell Road Community Center, we had a wonderful time of fellowship. Um, just uh, amazed at, no, the word was awesome. It was, <laughs> it was an, an awesome time. We had, I think I mentioned, uh, about 80 people that, that came out for the time of fellowship and the youth um, did a phenomenal uh, job. And it was just such a, a blessing to, to be there together. So I look forward to uh, other opportunities uh, for that type of fellowship, as well as to encourage one another in the Lord. Um, amen. Amen. So let, let's start with a word of prayer. And so, Father, we thank you right now for this opportunity um, to be, uh, to gather together. Um, we share together, many of us share together for a time of prayer, and now we come before you for a word from the Lord, from you, to dive into your word, because we believe that we want to study to show ourselves approved unto you, a workman, a work people, needing not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. And we're going to hide it in our heart, but we're also going to use the word so that we can live holy and walk as children of the kingdom of God. And so, Father, we thank you this night in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So 1 John chapter 3, and we'll get ready to read that in a moment, but I just want to uh, go back, especially on uh, some of the themes that we have talked about. Um, 1 John 1, 9, one of the scriptures, and it says, if we confess our sins, he is... Anybody? Faithful and just. All right. All right. So this is kind of like a little mini Bible drill. So okay. <laughs> he's faithful and just to forgive us forgive and to us. cleanse us from. All um, right. There we go. All right. All right. So we have that one in our heart. Um, and then if if we say that we have not sinned, that we make God out to be a what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Y'all y'all know a little something, something. Let's see if I can get a, a little tricky one and make sure. Uh, let's see. Ah. First John chapter two, verse two says, he is the propitiation for our sins. Some translations say expiation. What mm -hmm. does that mean, propitiation for our sins? Anybody? Atoning sacrifice. All right. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. you got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Um, chapter two also talked about um, 
the anointing? What's the what's the the whole when it talked about the anointing? What did it say about the anointing? You have this anointing so that what? Mm. Hey, God, can you speak? It's the very hey. end of chapter near the end of chapter two. Hey, but discern truth from error. There, there you go. There you go. And that is where we'll pick up because not only in chapter three, um, but especially mm. um, in chapter four, uh, we will that will come up very often in terms of the knowing the truth from error, but we'll also see it here in in chapter three as we get ready to read. And so tonight, I want to focus um, primarily on verses one through 10. Wait, let's see. Actually, one through 12 um, for tonight. So first John three, one through 12. And Deacon Brown, you uh, are you ready? <laughs> she ready. Yes, I am. Okay, I know I know you're ready in season and out of season. So first, John chapter yeah. three, if you yeah. could read verses one through twelve. All right, first uh, John chapter three, NIV version, verses one through twelve. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear mm. friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Mm -hmm. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not. Uh -oh. stop, you can stop there, verse 12. Okay. Some of it um, overlaps with the next section, but I wanted to make sure we covered those uh, first two, or not first two, but verses in 11 and 12. It's kind of a transition verse, and we'll see if we get to that far tonight. But um, we read. And again, the primary focus is going to be in the first 10 verses, 
and we heard it read. And so as often as I like to do, what two or three things stood out to you as um, you heard the scripture read or you've read it for yourself? What two or three things in this section stood out for you? The importance of the Father. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. The importance of being a child of God. Okay, the importance of being a child of God. Okay. And the fact that the, the, the Father loves us. And if mm -hmm. we love him or we don't love him, that means we're not his children. Okay, okay. So kind of that connected that that so that element of being a child of God has really stood out in this section. What else? Mm -hmm. And how important it is to be in His good grace. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to incorporate that little piece. Amen. And in verse two, he says, "Now we are children of God." It has not yet been what we shall be in mm -hmm. the process of becoming. Uh, yeah, yeah. Glorified. We've already been justified through the blood. We're being sanctified by the word and the Holy Spirit. And one day we're going to be glorified and have that new so body. You, you just, body. you just run, you just running on down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Anybody else? Well, I, I think that kind of hits some of the things, and you know, we'll get to the latter latter part um, of the verses because it has some challenging uh, express expressions in there. Let's go back up to verse one. Depending on the translation, it um, it may read, "Behold, what manner of love is this?" Mm -hmm. or uh, ESV, see what kind of love the Father has given us. So I'll use, start off with that attention step. Behold. So we have just went through talking about the anointing of God. We have just gone through uh, talking about you know, who we are. And now it's as if he the transition or he focuses on Okay, y'all need to really pay attention to this next part. So behold, listen up, everybody. And the next part, he says, and I'll read it from the ESV, see what kind of love the Father has given mm -hmm. unto us. Mm -hmm. So let's just pause right there. What kind of love is this? Let's use some phrases how can we describe or proclaim and and uh what what his love is for us but i'll i'll just kind of give you kind of prime the pump one his love is indescribable okay what else what else you got his love magnificent. is is what magnificent magnificent awesome his love is awesome. Extravagant. Well, oh, okay. All right. His love is extravagant. Marvelous. Yes. Marvelous. Everlasting. Before we get too excited in these descriptors, 
because what we're doing is setting <laughs> setting ourselves up for worship, right? So behold, when we start, and I'll just use the the praise chorus when when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all He's done for me. So this is setting us up. So it's is that's what He's doing. This is He's leading us in praise and worship. Behold, His love is indescribable. Amen. His love is someone Amen. used the word unconditional. Yes, it is. So it's not based on what we do. It's based on who God is. Okay. Uh, I like the word that was used, extravagant. Uh, Brother Morrissey, mm -hmm. give us some more. I think that was you that used that word extravagant. Right. What did you, what, what made, what, what made you say that word? What were you, what were you thinking? It's as far as the east is from the west. We were okay. so bound in our sand, and God is so holy and so other than anything uh, that is like sin. And he, through the blood of Christ, through that love, reconciled mm. himself. And the, there's nothing that can be more extravagant than a holy and righteous God bringing fallen, unholy humanity into communion relationship with him. And it's only accomplished through the blood of Christ, which was the greatest demonstration of love, of love ever. Did, did y'all hear that? God, yeah. God just poured out everything. It's like, we do we deserve it? No. no. And no. but and it's like, and wait, there's more. No. Just keep pouring out of himself into our life. So extravagant. Uh other descriptors, it's his love is eternal. Amen. It does not change. Lasts forever. It's undeserved. Yes. Um, and some others said amazing and awesome. All of those are. So when he says, behold, what kind of love is this? That's when you it can break out into praise. God, I thank you. Lord, your love Amen. for us. Mm -hmm. Yes, for me, but also for us mm -hmm. is just beyond words. I think during the prayer time, someone used the, the words to the hymn, Oh, four thousand tongues to sing, our great Redeemer's praise. And so we don't even have enough descriptors to describe just that first part. Man. This love is so amazing. Amazing. Amen. Y'all... Glory, That's glory. right. There's there's a praise. There's a praise in the house. Amen. Yes, there's a praise in the house. Amen. What kind of you, we can't even compare? What kind of love is this mm. that you would John three sixteen Ooh. us that God Hallelujah. so loved the world that you would give your only begotten Son God Romans you. five and eight. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Ooh, thank you. When we weren't even thinking about Him. Thank you. Christ died mm -hmm. for the ungodly. What kind of love? Who yeah. does that? Well, I'll mm -hmm. tell you who does it. <laughs> God does it. Because why? He's God. He has an eternal sovereign plan. So that's just where that was just on that first part. Behold, what and I didn't want to make sure I wanted to make sure we didn't skip that when we talk about oh well, there was one thing I had written down um that I want to make sure that we also uh, that I also mentioned, and when I mentioned the eternal love, before 
the foundation yes. of, of the world. Yeah. world. Why? Because God yeah. is love. So, so when Jesus. he says this, he's setting us up to really praise and worship. Now, the next part, there's more that we should be called what? The sons, sons of God. God. Sons, and sons of God, God, or sons Amen. and daughters of God, or children, children. of God. We mm -hmm. who are were born in sin mm -hmm. and shaped in iniquity. Mm -hmm. Now we have the right to claim <laughs> ourselves as belonging to God, as sonship or daughtership, daughterhood. Mm -hmm. We belong to the Lord. Amen. And how does he emphasize that? Read read that ver verse again, that first verse. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, mm -hmm. that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Okay, right there. <laughs> so it, that that was kind of like a an mm -hmm. emphasis, emphatic. If you didn't hear it the first time, and that is what you we are. are. Is that it's is as <laughs> if he's saying to these dearly beloved children, don't Hallelujah. forget who you are. When you walk out the house, remember who you are. Amen. <laughs> When you are going through a difficult time, remember who you are. Remember God's love for you. Don't ever, if the yeah. if just, we, we didn't get to the the devil part, but I'll just bring it here. The devil is a liar. Yes, he is. Denigrate us or put us down. No, mm -hmm. that is what we are. We are the children Definitely. of God, and that's not. We boast in that, but it's we boast not because anything that we have done. Our glory, we boast in the cross of Jesus Christ. And that is what we are. How far are we into 1 John chapter 3? Two verses. What? <laughs> We're just oh, in... No. We're just in the first verse, beloved, the children. That is what we are. And we're, we're still in the first verse. The reason why the world doesn't know us is why. It does not know him. It does not know him. They don't... They don't even recognize. Why don't they recognize? Because they didn't recognize Jesus. That's right. They didn't recognize Jesus. So don't be alarmed or don't be surprised, rather, um, mm -hmm. that they don't recognize you because mm -hmm. they don't see the link that we have with Jesus Christ. Amen. The world doesn't recognize us because it did not recognize Jesus. Behold, that what kind of love is this that we should be called children of God, and that's what we are. The world may not recognize us, didn't recognize Jesus, and Jesus even said that would happen. Mm -hmm. But don't allow what the world does take away from who you are. You've got to know we have to know that we know that we know that we belong Amen. to God. 
and he loves Amen. us with unconditional, unfettered, indescribable, in eternal, uh, extravagant. All the things that we said oh. is because of who God is. is. Amen. All right. I think uh, Bible study is over. We can leave it right No, No, I'm not going uh, <laughs> to let you off that easy. That that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was verse verse one. And, and it gets emphasized again in verse two. Beloved, we are God's children. Well, let's I don't want I don't want to skip over that because he uses that term often beloved or dearly beloved children. Beloved, and this is this is who we are, a term of endearment, mm -hmm. endearment. So he gives what we are right now. Those who are the redeemed, who mm -hmm. are we? We already mentioned we are God's God's children. God's children. When? Now. Now. Right now. The moment that we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we have become born again through the Spirit of God and in fellowship with Christ. Amen. Right now. Amen. And I don't know what we're going to do about this next part because that's the now mm -hmm. do you want to talk about the future us mm. i'll say it again do you want to talk about the future us all right yeah uh, yeah right, yeah okay, okay every man that has this hope okay let's go with yeah, that the future us and uh -huh. and it's again you read um, let me just read it again and what we will be and that's the future us mm. has not Yet been made. appeared. Yeah. You know, this is one of those old school things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> That's when you have to go back to, or not back, go forward to the book of the Revelation, which is also written by the Apostle mm -hmm. John. Mm -hmm. So there's so much in here, but we can also go backward to. Luke's gospel, John's gospel, when Jesus appeared before them and they didn't recognize what, or we can go to Paul's letters in 1 Corinthians 15. Anything else? What? So, so now there is, we, we have it good right now. Why? Because we're children of God. That, that's great. But God has even something greater. Amen. The future us. So let, let's look at that. What is the future us? Let me read it again. What we will be has not yet appeared. And he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't really go into the details of what that what? will be. So there's a, a mystery in there mm. there's it's and, and so we have to go back to john's gospel look at what jesus after the resurrection um this mortal again to first corinthians 15 this mortal shall put on immortality um uh, there's just this looking forward 
to what God has in store ahead. And here's what he says next, without going into details. But we know, I like when you know, the, those words come in, we know that when he appears, what's going to happen? We shall be like him. We shall be like him. We shall be like him. So let me just and, stop there. because And I'm see feeling, him as he is. I'm feeling a little something, something. Because <laughs> I, I, I thought, you know, when we went to verse one, you know, the, the love, that was that was amazing. That was the worship part. But then when he get right here, when he appears right there should be glorious because we Amen. know from John 14, I'll see all these references to John. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also mm. in me. Father's house, many mansions, I'll go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to, and I will come again and receive you. Just in case you've forgotten it, mm. Jesus is coming again. No, we don't know the day nor the hour. But he is coming again and asks, yes, why stand you here gazing? The same mm. Jesus that was taken up before you will come back again. So these are the great and precious mm -hmm. promises of the hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we shall be like him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We shall be like I has not seen. There we go. Nor has entered in the heart of man. Things God prepared for those who walk uprightly is beyond anything that ever can be. So so far beyond. And and if you if you if we look, and again we're not doing a study on Revelation, but if we look at Revelation as John is revealing or things are being uh, opened up, but there were some things that he could not utter. Um, Paul, and as he's going, as he describes being in the third heavens, there's things he could not utter. There's some things that are beyond our comprehension. Um, but I know that I've heard somebody say, I'm going to run on and see what the end's going to be. I want to be in that number, in that great the rest of it. Up there it is. Very well. Very well. We shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. That's what Job said. I know my redeemer lives, and that day, that day I will see him. So mm -hmm. even Job back in the Old Testament was, had a the prophetic revelation that he would see the Lord. And there's so many prophetic words in the Old Testament, but again, the hope of the, not only we are, we are born again in the, in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but we're looking forward to that hope of his glorious return. And let me just pause here and say a couple things about that. We, we're not hoping only for his, his return because things are just so messed up here. 
Um, it's just part of our, our joy and the hope that we have. We have some responsibilities until that time he comes, but that's still as refreshing and reminding us, you know, that when you have this, when you're, you're making some plans and you're, you know, planning for a trip in the future, you have something to look forward to, but this is better Amen. than any plan that we can have. Um, you know, we're maybe saving for the future because we want to buy a home or whatever, go on a vacation. That's great. But this is so much greater that, again, it's indescribable. And this is who we are. And this is what we have to look forward to. And we shall, what we build, will be has not yet appeared. That's the Christian hope. And that Amen. mystery of the transformed body. And that, again, a re reference to 1 Corinthians 15. And then he goes back to the now. We know that when he appears, we shall be like, we shall be like him. Because we shall see him as he is. And then verse three. So we have that hope. Are you glad that you have that hope? Amen. And so here's some responsibility that we have. Now back in the now. And everyone who has this hope in them does what? Purifies himself. Purifies him. So now I want to make sure we're we're clear on that. Yes, pure. Purify yourself. In other words, we submit to the cross of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. who saves us and who makes us clean <clears throat> through his. Well, how does he make us clean? His blood. Okay, one through the blood of Jesus Christ. How does he make us clean? Yeah. Washing of the water of the word. Washing in the water of the word. Yeah. Staying before the Lord purifies himself. We present ourselves daily. We die. How do we purify ourselves? Mm -hmm. When when God's word is revealed in us, we confess our faults one to another. We confess our sins daily. Die all of these things because. What we want to do above everything else is to glorify God and to please him with our life. Amen. Paul said it in this way in Ephesians, walk worthy of the calling, daily die, confessing. If there's anything in us, as he said again in, back in Ephesians, get rid of all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Bitterness, rage, malice, all those things that would hinder us and, you know, the discipline of fasting, everything that we can to rid ourselves of the things because we have something so precious, this hope. And so we want to live in this life pleasing the Lord because scripture tells us he's looking for a church yeah. without spot or wrinkle. <laughs> That's what he's looking for. Amen. And that happens through Jesus Christ. And understand um, that we are striving for perfection. As Paul said, I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So in these first three 
verses. Well, okay, we're, we're good. Uh, first three verses, you see how much, just in these first three verses about God's love, who we are, the, the, the future us, what we have to look forward to, and now our responsibility is to live this life before the Lord as holy vessels to glorify God. Let's pause there for a moment before we press forward. Any, any, anything stand out to you as we went through just those three verses? Because these next verses have some challenging topics in them. So I hope I hope you are feeling good about who you are. Yes, indeed. I hope you have you, you, grabbed on to taking a hold, taking a hold of that, and it has taken a hold of you. So what I want us to do is just pause for a moment and quickly scan through verses four through ten. So there may be some little silent moments because we you may not remember because I'm going to ask you as we do this, how would you? summarize verses four through 10. We kind of did this in the beginning, but this section um, kind of fits together. And so we probably won't get through all of it tonight, but I want you to scan through uh, verses four through, four through 10. How would you summarize that section? Secondly, what is the, the main theme of these verses? Does anything in these verses surprise you or make you or think or feel any differently? So just take a, a few moments. If we, if I, and if we were better at this technology, we would uh, break out into several chat rooms and have our, our small groups, but we can't do that. So we're gonna do it all together. Um, kind of just look again um, to at these verses. Again, how would you summarize these verses? What is the main theme of these verses? Sure, sure it's a great dichotomy of the differential between a child of God and a sinner. Mm. Okay. And how different it is from when we are living in sin abiding in sin and when we become children of god uh, our lives are completely different no we're not perfect first john uh again mm -hmm. one, we confess our sins he's faithful and just forgive us our sins if we have no sin say that we have no sin we make god a liar but mm -hmm. we are no longer slaves to that sin we are children of god and we are being transformed we are being sanctified by the word of god and the holy spirit and fellowship like we are now by the word of God so that we are no longer children of sin, but we're becoming more and more children of God and his holiness and righteousness. And as a verse before said, he that has his hope within him purifies himself. And that's, he that purifies himself, his actual work with the Holy Spirit and God's word within us as we yield ourselves to the spirit of God and his word. Amen. Anybody there else? Go ahead. Some instructions that I gather from what uh, I read and what, what is being said in this particular, these particular verses that those who are in sin 
cannot claim to know him. Oh, that, that's, yeah. I told you, there's some hard stuff in yes, here. Yes, yes. Oh, Whoever abides okay. in him sinneth not. So if you know that you're in Christ Jesus, you know, and I know that his blood covers a multitude of sin, but we're going to have the, the, um, yeah, I guess we don't have, we don't have the, the desire okay. to sin. Amen. Mm, okay. Okay. And, you know, and that's, that brings up the challenge of Romans seven, you know, the good mm -hmm. that I would, and you know, all that struggle mm -hmm. going on and, so, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it was said earlier, not perfect, but how does these, uh, uh, so when, when I, I wrote down these questions for us to summarize, because there's a lot in there. Um, and as you can see that what we're about, what we're about to dive into, <laughs> it is a contrast to what we have read before. Now, here we were on a high note. Now here's, here's we're down to the, Nitty gritty. Here we go. This this we're working, as Paul would say in Philippians, working out our salvation with fear and trembling and just knowing who you are and the part of that pure purifying yourself. How do how do we know? So here's some here's some questions in this section I want us to um to to look at. One, what do these verses four through ten say about Jesus? So just scan through. Verses and um, verses five, seven, and eight. That's, that's kind of where it's found. Overcoming um, the things of the world. So again, what does what does it say first about Jesus? What do these verses say about Jesus? Jesus Look at verses Jesus five. Your life. Jesus is the Son of God. And, and that what verses that take away the sins of the world? Uh, yeah. Okay, so. One, and I think we're all we all understand this. Jesus appeared to do what? To take away, to take take away, away the sins of the world. Of the world. That's why he came. What else mm -hmm. does it say about Jesus? There's no sin in him. No, mm -hmm. so, he is not just a good guy, great moral teacher. He is the sinless son of of God. Sure. Why does that matter? Because he is the perfect sacrifice <laughs> that God required. That's why I asked earlier about the expiation or propitiation. He stood in our place, the sinless son of God. Verse mm -hmm. seven, what else does it say? And it's kind of similar to verse five. Jesus is, what does it say verse seven about Jesus? The spirit of water and blood. Man, that's like uh, I skipped through He's this righteous. He's righteous. Righteous. He is righteous. Again, sinless son of God. He exactly. is righteous. No guile, as it says, was found in his in his mouth. The sinless son of God. He is righteous. Verse eight. What does it say about Jesus? That he came to destroy the work of the uh -huh. devil. Come on, say, just say it, say it loud and proud. What? <laughs> he came to destroy the works of the devil. Okay. Okay. The reason he came. One, take away our sins. Right. Mm -hmm. But he also appeared to 
do what? Destroy. Destroy the sin. Not, not, Destroy. Just, not just contend or fight against to destroy. destroy. And that concept is reduce to nothing. <laughs> the works Hallelujah. of the devil. So that he has no power, no hold, no sway because Jesus appeared to destroy the works of the devil, who all this time we were held in captive, but because the Son of God came, he destroyed the works of the devil, and we are being set free in Christ Jesus. Hasn't reached its full culmination yet, but yet that's why he came. So when we Make those express thing, statements about stomp on the devil, <laughs> devil's heads and all those, that kind of stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. it's already done in Christ Jesus. We're already victorious because Jesus appeared to destroy the works of the devil. So that th what these verses say about Jesus. Well, yeah, we'll have enough time. We'll just go to this next question. Anything else that you've seen in there? Maybe I skipped over something, but in verses 5, 7, and 8, we'll see what these verses say about Jesus. Again, now, next question. What do these verses say about sin and the devil? I'll kind of no categorize those together. Who is born of God will continue to sin. Mm -hmm. Okay. God's speed remains in them. Let, let, let's do it in um sequence. Okay, well, let's go back to verse four. What is what does it say about sin? Verse four. Anyone who Whoever sinned, sinned transgressed the law. For and the, for, sin what is, is sin? Sin is lawless. Sin is lawlessness. Sin mm -hmm. is lawlessness. It's the breaking or disregard of the law. We saw this from the very beginning in the garden. Very clear instructions. Wouldn't you agree that God gave Adam and Eve very pretty, pretty, not pretty clear, very clear. Mm -hmm. But we, not just Adam and Eve, we kind of inherited it. We rebelled and sin is lawlessness. Mm -hmm. Verse, let's go on down to verse Eight. What does it say there about either the sin or the devil? It says when you keep on sinning, you belong to the devil. Oh. See, that's why I said who <laughs> And it says that the devil was sinning from the beginning. Okay, yes. so yeah, there's yes. two things in there. Mm -hmm. One, about sin, whoever makes practice of sinning is of the devil. Practice of sinning. Practice of sinning. And the reason why I asked in the beginning summary, does it make you think any different? This is some harsh reality. Makes a practice of sinning. That's their lifestyle. These verses just actually let you know 
exactly who you are. <laughs> you know what? See, if you should have started with that from the beginning, when I asked, uh, how can we sum how can we summarize these these verses? And that's you got it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know who you are, and that's why yeah. we break down mm -hmm. for us, we know what it says about Jesus. Now, here's what it says about sin and who you belong to. If you're in a practice of sin, uh, you're of the devil and the devil has been sinning from when? From the beginning. The beginning. beginning. The beginning. He's a liar and the father of lies, John chapter 8. He's a deceiver. Mm -hmm. He comes to do what? Steal, kill, kill, kill and destroy. And destroy. destroy. All those things. Uh, mm -hmm. In quick summary, he is not your friend. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He is not. No matter friend. how he tries to okay. disguise himself, mm -hmm. he is not your friend. He does not have your best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Submit yourselves to God. Mm -hmm. Resist the devil. And he shall. And he will flee. He will flee. Mm -hmm. So what does it say? Sin is real. Yes, and if is. we play with yes. it, then we have to examine who do we really belong to? If we say we're going to purify ourselves, we're excited about who we are and the future hope. Now we examine ourselves, you know, what kind of life are we living? And again, it's through the blood of Jesus Christ, but there's that tension, that tension. Mm. We want to be pleasing to God. And I know it's not by works, but we have to be real and see what kind of life we are living. Verse, mm. let's see. Yeah, there's a whole lot more. I'm going to, oh. Let me just get to verse, uh, let me get to this next question and then we may have to pause there. So what do these verses say about us? What do these verses, again, verses four through 10, and so I'll give you some hints where to look. Look at verse verses six, seven, and nine. Verses six, seven, and, and nine. So what do these verses say about us? No one who abides in him mm -hmm. keeps on sinning. So the other who is of the devil, they just that that's their habit. They just keep on doing it. the one who abides. So what does it say about us? We have we are abiding in Christ. And if as we're abiding in Christ, our desire is not to continue or to keep on sinning. Sinning. Amen. And so whoever whoever is born of God mm -hmm. in verse nine does not commit it, commit sin for his seed remaineth in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Now that was because you said that. And because mm -hmm. there's a whole lot in there, know what I'm going to do? I'm going <laughs> to stop right there. Okay. <laughs> allow the Holy Spirit to allow that to just... Amen. I, I want to say mess with your mind. Just kind of, okay, what does this, <laughs> what does this mean? This is some heavy 
stuff that does not sin. What? But I, yeah, I, okay, we're going to stop right there. Mm -hmm. And we will pick that up, Lord willing, next week. Again, the section, the question was, what do these verses say about us? And this is the <laughs> section four through 10. And I asked you to look at verses six, seven, and nine. So just look, look through those again and uh, discover what it says about us in the context. He who has this hope in them purifies himself. And so what does it say about us? Amen. 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 We will continue in first John chapter three on next week. We'll still be in verses four through 10, just finishing up that, that last section. And then we'll uh, continue with the rest of the chapter. Amen. Thanks be to God. Well, again, welcome back. Glad that you uh, joined us tonight in this time of study and fellowship. And go back to the first three verses. So tonight, if you want to um, go off camera and start dancing around your house and shouting about the <laughs> unconditional love of the Lord, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, you know, God so God, God is good. And his love is Amen. amazing. What kind of love is this? Amen. Amen. What a great love. Amen. 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 We're going to close here tonight. Again, thank the Lord and we'll continue next week.